0: Welcome to the Pet Project Podcast with Sarah, the creator of PetProjectBlog.com. Each episode is a healthy dose of news, views, and activities to help strengthen the human-animal bond. I'm Steve, producer of the show. On today's podcast, Sarah gives us ways to keep an enriching environment for your cats. But first, let's hear about some recent posts on Pet Project.
1: I think it was last week there was a a sad story but poignant too about a kayaker who was filming himself while he was fishing so that if if something got away he's had a document of what he actually caught. He's out there fishing in the Gulf of Mexico and from behind him off his shoulder something is swimming towards him and it turns out it was a dog a vishla And it was injured and terrified, and he pulled it up onto his kayak and then tried to find where it had come from because, I mean, there was nobody around. It was just completely bizarre. And they ended up taking it to a vet to get it checked out but also to get see if it had a microchip, and it did. And the guy didn't think anything more of it because they were going to be contacting the owner's. Then he saw on the news that a woman who was out walking her dog had been hit by a drunk driver, hit and run, and had died. And he put it together that this dog was her dog. So it had run over a mile from inland and basically jumped into the Gulf of Mexico and just started swimming in its terror and probably its pain. And he just happened to be in the right place at the right time because that dog, I'm sure, would have died. It would would have just kept swimming or it would have gotten lost or it was in shock already. So terribly sad that the woman had died, but really fortunate that they were reunited with their dog because it's it's meant a lot to the family in their grieving process. Pretty amazing.
0: It takes me back to when we were talking about uh, harnessing your dog in the car. Yep. You know, if you're in an accident, you... You know some of your family members may die you don't want to lose your dog as well yeah
1: yeah and actually i've seen that in the news here where there have been rollover accidents the whole family is in the car the dog runs away terrified injured that sort of thing and you know it's the one thing that these families can hold on to if they've lost family members is getting that dog back also i mean they're members of people's family and so it's not just something disposable they're hurting thinking that their animal is out there loose. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a big reason for buckling up your dog in the car.
0: And good on the kayaker for stopping and waiting for this totally random swimming dog yeah, to come out. Yeah, and up. I want
1: to say something about that because so many people seem to just ignore the animals that they encounter. Animals loose in the neighborhood. They just – people seem to assume that either the dog knows what it's doing Or somebody else will take care of the problem. And you can't count on that. And if you have a dog, would you want to just think that somebody's going to take care of it? You'd want somebody to step up. So I really admire him for going the extra yard, not dumping the dog on the beach, which sadly people do that sort of thing. They'll, you know, get the dog and drop it off somewhere else in a safer place. Pick it up off the highway, take it to a gas station, you know, something like that. I really admire him for the follow through. So yeah, step up people. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you have? Um, With Valentine's coming, I wanted to do a DIY roundup of um, some fun things that you can make for your cats. So the first one that I've done is for cats and it's all different cat toys. So there are crocheted hearts, Uh, knitted hearts sewn hearts I found patterns and tutorials for let's see cupcakes roses hearts strawberries I think that's it anyway it's really cute and something easy that you could do that's fun
0: and these are free patterns that are just online yep
1: yeah and there's a range of difficulty I think most of these are pretty simple Obviously, it's not going to take a whole lot of uh, material or yarn to make a cat toy. So, it's something you could probably do with scraps and would make a nice gift for people who have cats. Mm-hmm. Just something fun to do. I like having cat and dog toys that look interesting if they're going to be lying around my house. Mm-hmm. Um, I like stuff that's colorful and pretty or seasonal or whatever, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Do you sew, crochet, knit? Any of those? I
1: sew. I've purposely not learned how to crochet or knit because I already have a huge stash of fabric. I, ha- I do paper craft. I have a ton of paper. And the last thing I wanted to do was start having a hoard of yarn. But I have to say <laughs> that looking at these patterns and looking at how easy they are and how cute they are, I'm thinking I may actually learn how to crochet and knit, which all of my crocheting and knitting friends and family are going to be laughing at me because I swore I was never going to do it. But they're really cute.
0: Fun thing for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Sarah. You're welcome. On previous podcasts, we've talked about making the environment interesting for your dog, mm-hmm. creating a digging pit, right? having treats that are in puzzle-type toys. Mm-hmm. And what you wanted to talk about today was uh, how you can do something similar for your cats, right? right? Okay,
1: Right. I think it's just as important to make your cat's environment interesting. It's called environment enrichment. They do it for zoo animals now or anyway the good zoos do. Um so like when you see them doing the pumpkins for the hippopotamus at Halloween, that sort of thing, that's um environment enrichment.
0: Do people not think that cats need stimulation because they're seen as aloof mm-hmm. or lazy or yeah. independent?
1: Yeah, I think that that's definitely the case. People think that cats are pretty self-sufficient and I suppose that in a lot of instances they are, but it's kind of impoverished existence to just have a cat that's completely left to its own and doesn't have any stimulation or interaction with people or interesting things to discover about its home. So they can survive, but, you know, probably not as happily as they would if people were playing with them and that sort of stuff. Right. Yep.
0: And that's what we want to do. We want to have happy cats. Right. Yes,
1: because a happy cat is going to have fewer behavior problems. So inappropriate peeing, if it's not up for a health reason. Most times the improper elimination, so urinating or pooping where they're not supposed to, is due to a health problem, and you should definitely get that checked out. But it can also be a behavior thing. Health, you know, you want your cats to be in good shape we currently have a cat who is very much not in good shape and are trying to work on that getting him running around the house more so that he is not i think he's 25 pounds now which is not okay Mm -hmm. they'll be happier Mm -hmm. and when you're interacting with your cat you're going to be improving your bond with that animal which will just make you and the cat happier and your relationship better and you'll you'll just have a happier cat
0: Have you found that cats get bored of toys faster than dogs?
1: It's hard for me to say because Saffron isn't a big toy dog, it turns out. She really likes sniffing and digging and uh, checking stuff out outside. So she's never been hugely interested in her toys. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know but cats definitely can lose interest Mm -hmm. and it's good to have a bunch of different kinds of toys available for your cat. So, um, things to bat, things that make different noises like bells or crinkly fuzzy things. Wand toys are, uh, something that anyway, our cats absolutely adore. There's a toy called the bird, which is like a stupid name, but Anyway, it's a an incredible toy. It's like a giant um, fishing lure, kind of. It's on a spinner, and the feathers are positioned in such a way that it spins when you whiz it through the air. And it sounds kind of like wings flapping, and our cats just are mesmerized by it. So that's a really good toy. Another good type of toy are uh, toys that they can kind of wrestle with. So you can get a just an old sock and stuff some filling in it, like rags or something like that, but clean. Stick some catnip in there, tie a knot in the end of it, or sew it shut or whatever you want to do. And then cats who like wrestling toys, you know, they'll grab it and do that rabbit kicking thing. Yeah. I love um, that. <laughs> me too. And you and I know a cat who um, she's quite the cat. Her name is Ushki, and she belongs to friends of ours.
0: Mm-hmm. Siamese. Yes.
1: She has a roll of toilet paper that is hers that um, she gets and eviscerates and rips tufts of toilet paper off of and kicks it. And she gets a fresh roll when she's used that one up. And it's a good toy for her and then another great toy are the laser pointer toys. You can really get your cat moving with one of those and it has the benefit that you can sit on your butt on the couch and run your cat around while you're watching TV or something like that. You do have to be careful. Uh Raven, who is our unusual cat, when she was a kitten, we were running her through rooms with the laser pointer and we brought her you know had her run back into the room where we were. And we were looking at her and realized that she was panting, Mm. which cats don't normally do. And we realized that we probably could have run her into the ground before she would have stopped chasing that laser. So if you've got a weird cat like Raven, really focused and driven, don't run them until they drop. But we run our cats up the stairs, up and down the stairs with that, Mm -hmm. which is a good way to get them exercised
0: right and they get the up and down mm-hmm. going up trees and down yeah and pouncing yeah off and things and work yeah, different you know. muscles yeah, yeah that definitely. sort of thing yeah and a couple of christmases ago mm-hmm. i gave mark and robin the owner of this cat we're talking about Ooshky, right. an automated laser toy yeah so basically it looks like uh, I don't know, a foot tall, yeah, like a plastic little pil- pin pillar, pin yeah, like a thing. bowling pin, yeah. right. And at the top is a mirror. Mm-hmm. The motor inside the pin, for lack of a better word, yeah. moves the mirror back and forth automatically, right, which makes a wonderful whirring sound that I think yeah. cats like also. Yep. And the mirror is adjustable up and down, mm-hmm. but you have to do it physically, but yeah. uh, that saves your wrist from from uh, doing the laser pointer yeah. all over the place. It
1: it also is very random, which. I realized humans are not very random. Mm. And so our cats stay interested in it longer than if Eric or I are doing the laser because we're predictable. Okay. And this thing isn't. And, yeah, our cats like it better. Mm. Yeah. And they're funny to watch when when it's going. They know the sound of it, and so they'll come from other rooms in the house when they hear it get turned on because they know that that red dot's going to be zooming around the living room
0: and do you know if Ushki likes hers
1: no she didn't like it because she realized it wasn't a real thing and she was insulted that they had tried to trick her yeah
0: so whether it's a laser pointer that you're actually moving around with your hand Mm -hmm. or a mechanical one for ushki who uh, doesn't care about it anymore how do you keep the pets interested in the toys
1: well one of the things that's it's easy to do, but uh, you know, I have to admit, I'm pretty lazy about it. Is rotate their toys, don't just leave all of their toys sitting out because they just, even if they're not playing with them, they know that they're there and they just aren't as interesting anymore. So, I keep a lot of their toys in a drawer and try to remember to rotate them so that they stay interesting and. Uh, appealing. And with the soft toys like mice or things like that, I keep them in a bag of catnip so that they smell really good when I take them out. Another way to keep your cat interested in their toys is to stop playing with them before they lose interest, which that can be kind of hard to do because it's fun when they're playing, but you kind of want to end on a good note. So before they go, oh, ho-hum, I'm tired of this, you put the toy away. So it stays interesting. Another thing that a lot of people don't know is that valerian has a very similar effect on cats that catnip does. And it's an
0: herb of some kind, right?
1: Yeah, it's an herb that um, you can find in the health food section in capsule form. And it's, it's actually really stinky, but cats absolutely love it. Our dog loves it, too. So your dog may be interested in it so we have a jar of that that's mainly for the cats people take it for sleep aid but it doesn't have that effect on cats so they get goosey and silly like they do with catnip and it's another way to just kind of give them some different stimulus besides just catnip so do you
0: have any good catnip stories
1: raven is a little uh dangerous around catnip because she gets so worked up that she will bite you. So I give her catnip and then I leave her alone because she gets really writhy and and crazy and beasty. Our other cats, they mainly just eat it. And I, I grow it myself so that, um, well, one, it's cheaper. Two, uh, it's really, really potent and fresh. So I give them little ground-up piles of it and our cats just eat it. Hmm. Not every cat is sensitive to it, and young kittens aren't sensitive to it. They they become sensitive to it later. Another way to keep things interesting and to just give your cats uh, something to do is to hide their toys around the house, especially if you're going to be leaving. So, like, if you're leaving for the day or if you're going on a short trip or something like that, hide toys in different places around the house for them to just kind of come upon And another great way to uh, keep your cat occupied is to teach them tricks. A lot of people think you can't do that, but you really can. And it doesn't have to be a big production. I haven't really ever set out to teach our cats tricks. It's just kind of happened in my day-to-day interaction with them. So a couple of our cats know that when I tap a surface, like a counter or something, that means for them to jump up where I'm tapping. And that started, I think, because I wanted to give them treats on a counter instead of on the floor Mm. to keep them away from the dog. So if I tap on a counter or a shelf or whatever, the cats will come to that point. So that's one way to get them to move around the house to follow you. I unintentionally taught Sage how to catch treats in her mouth. I'm not really sure... I guess she was just sitting and waiting for me to maybe give her something that I had. And I tossed it to her. And over time, she would rather catch it and get it in her mouth right away than go chase it. So she started catching them in her mouth or catching them with her paws and putting it in her mouth, which was pretty cute. And out of that came teaching her to sit. She would automatically sit before I tossed the treat. So that she was ready for it. You got and a twofer. <laughs> I did. I got a twofer. And another really easy thing to teach them, because you can lure them with the treat, is to teach them to turn in a circle. Hmm. So right, those sorts of things, you know, are just another way to keep things busy with your cat.
0: Do they have toys for cats like they do for dogs where it takes a certain amount of brain power or persistence to get a treat out?
1: They do okay, and they 're coming up with increasingly more there's one that 's well actually there are a few that are very similar to the tricky treat ball for dogs, which is a a ball that has bumps on it and a, kind of like a funnel opening inside of it, and you put the dog food in there, and then the dog has to roll it around and it randomly drops out pieces. There are things like that for cats. On some of them, at least, you can regulate how open the opening is, so you can make it really easy to start out so that the cats catch on to what they're supposed to do to make it work. And then you can make it increasingly harder by making the opening smaller. I recently saw a kind of, a, I guess, like a cat feeder thingy that is um, sort of like those water slides It's a spiral slide that is, it's kind of like a tube going down. You put the food in at the top or the treats and there are little openings along the tube as it goes down and the cat has to stick its foot in there and work it down the spiral to Mm. the bottom. You can also make your own um, food dispensing toy. I don't have a post for it, but I'll probably do one in the future. Again, our friends who have Ushki made one of these for her. And it's it's basically a, a feeder that she has to whack to make the food fall out of. And she totally knows how to do that and enjoys doing that. She pushes it around the house, working the food out of it. So, yeah.
0: One treat that Ushki gets are the fish flakes. Yeah. Are those bonito flakes?
1: Uh-huh. Yep.
0: I could imagine a treat dispenser where she whacks it and these flakes fall Fall down like snow. (laughs) (laughs) And she's, I I, I also imagine her trying to catch them on her tongue Uh like a a little kid while in the snow.
1: Yeah, that's another thing is that it's good to not always give the same treats. Um, So kind of mix it up so that, you're not predictable. I mean, that's basically what you're trying to do is make their environment not boring and predictable. Mm-hmm. So bonito flakes are a great one. And instead of buying them in a pet store where they are insanely expensive, if you have an Asian market, get them there because it's, you get a huge bag for a fraction of the cost of like one of those little containers that you see in the pet stores. Mm-hmm. It it's, Criminal how much they charge <laughs> for those, it's crazy. Hmm. I would say look for the unsmoked kind, but I don't know that that even matters. The other thing that you can get in pet stores that you can also get in Asian markets are dried seafood. uh You want to keep an eye on whatever other ingredients they have in there. So, if it's like a salted dried fish or something like that, I would avoid that over just a plain dried fish. You can also get freeze-dried animal parts. <laughs> yeah. The ve- what parts? The, the pre- the <laughs> what pre- animal? I <laughs> know. The previous vegetarian in me is kind of skewed out by this whole thing, but they're freeze-drying everything now. So lamb, uh, liver, lung from things. Let's see. I've seen freeze-dried mouse cubes. So they've, like, taken mice, humanely killed them, grind them up, freeze-dry them, and make a little puck out of them. And you can break off little pieces. (laughs) You know, it doesn't look like a mouse anymore, but it's going to smell appealing to your cat and yeah that sort of thing just wash your hands really well after you handle this stuff yeah um, and don't buy any exotic
0: animal parts <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah stick no. with the lamb and the yeah. sheep and the
0: mouse and yeah that. don't buy shark fins no anymore. no don't do that
1: <laughs> um yeah definitely uh keep it to non-endangered animal stuff right Also, along the same lines of, like, hiding toys around the house, you can hide treats around the house. Not only will it be fun for them to find it, but it'll encourage your cats to explore their house and not just lie in one place all day, Mm -hmm. you know, because they never know if you've put something out for them. Mm -hmm. So they'll go and check spots and things like that.
0: You're not worried about your cat tipping over... um something or well, I
1: wouldn't put it where
0: tearing up a mattress or something to get well to. you
1: know that's a good point so I have cats that don't knock stuff over mm. if you have cats that knock things over I would put the stuff in a more obvious place like on the coffee table where there isn't anything that they can knock over okay we've been really lucky that we don't have cats that accidentally or intentionally knock stuff over except mm-hmm. for when crow was younger and he would launch himself at bugs with disregard to anything else around him and broke the lamp and ripped curtains off the window and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So yes, have some common sense about where you put these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another thing that cats like is wheatgrass. Anyway, a lot of cats like it and you can buy that. It's another one of those things where you're probably better off getting it in a grocery store than in a pet supply place because I think more expensive in the pet places, not necessarily as good quality. It's not as fresh as what you would get in a grocery store where people buy it for, you know, whizzing up in their blender for a grass drink. Mm-hmm. You can also grow your own wheatgrass for way cheap. You just buy wheat mm-hmm. in the bulk section of your grocery store. You don't have to buy special wheat, cat wheatgrass grass seeds that you see sold in catalogs or in pet stores. There's nothing special about it. It's wheat. Mm-hmm. So just go to your bulk section, buy some wheat, uh, whole wheat, you know, not like ground wheat. That's not going to work. You have to have whole wheat right. and just plant that in something that uh, you have around the house and voila, you have wheat grass for your cats. Mm. And that's another thing that you can move around to different places in your house and keep it interesting for your cats. I don't know what it is about cats, but just having something in a different location makes it 10 times more interesting than it was just previously to that. The very same thing.
0: Does that work with cat stands and things like that?
1: Yeah. At least with every cat that I've had.
0: Scratching posts.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, it kind of makes them sound like nitwits I'm realizing, but, (laughs) but it really works. So when we lived in a studio apartment, we had really limited space and it, I couldn't move the cat stand around to different places. There wasn't anywhere else to put it other than where it was. But if I turned it 90 degrees, suddenly it was fascinating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and simple. You don't have to rearrange yeah. your house all the time. Right. You just turn it.
1: Yeah, you just turn I it. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. And I have no idea why it makes things exciting and new for them, but it does. And if you have a bigger space where you can actually move it to a different room, it's like gold you know they're like oh my god where did this come from and it's been sitting in the room for months yeah suddenly it's it's fantastic and amazing so yeah it's a great way to like renew their interest in cat furniture that you have for them i also think that cleaning stuff makes it interesting again too it's like it makes it new or something so mm. i wash our cat's bedding regularly and i also rotate it and put it in different places in the house And, again, it's like, oh, my gosh, this bed is amazing. And it's like they haven't – they don't realize they've been sleeping in that bed for the last six months. Mm
0: -hmm. Now let's talk about (laughs) Maru.
1: And his boxes. Yeah.
0: That cat does not need a stand or any kind of special toy or furniture. It's just whatever spare box is lying around. Yeah.
1: And that's one of the cool things about cats is that everything is a toy. And yeah, boxes that you bring home from like Costco or whatever that stuff comes in is a great toy for them. And it's, it stays interesting because you don't keep it around forever. Mm -hmm. You know, you eventually recycle that thing and a new box comes. If you tip it on different sides, you know, it makes it interesting. Uh, Put the opening on the side instead of the top. Uh, Maru likes to dive into boxes that have both ends open. Hmm. He likes any box, but he really likes that diving into and And for those who don't know, yeah. we're talking about
0: <laughs> the famous YouTube sensation Maru. Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> a, a cat from Japan right. who loves all things boxes. Yes. Doesn't matter the size, doesn't matter the kind.
1: Yeah. He He's, loves them. Yeah. And his his owner is also really good at videoing him. Mm-hmm. They just do a really great job of videoing him and editing it and he's he's quite the cat mm-hmm. he's really funny and mellow and but yeah loves his boxes <laughs> if you
0: just search m-a-r-u <laughs> you, uh-huh. on youtube yep. you will have hours of entertainment
1: yes and i've had videos of him for friday fun videos mm-hmm. too so there's some on the website also great and along with that like paper bags from the grocery store or whatever i cut the handles because we have had cats get their neck through the handle and then running around the house with the bag attached to them, which is horrific to see. So ever since that happened with one of our cats, I always make sure that the handles are cut so that they don't get it around their neck.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't cut them off. You just make one yeah, snip in it so that they snip. can bat out yeah. if they want to. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then another thing that I thought everybody knew this, but I guess they don't. Tissue paper is another thing that cats absolutely love. And it's really cheap to buy a ream of it, which is a lot of tissue paper. It'll last you a long time. I put it down in the hallway and the cats zoom through it, under it, over it. They attack it, and it's just a really cheap way to, you know, keep things interesting. Another thing that I want to try with tissue paper that I haven't is wrapping up like cat treats or something in it loosely in the tissue paper or catnip or something like that, that the cats can then kind of eviscerate the tissue paper bundle to get to whatever it is that's inside. And I thought about this because with saffron, we've taken to wrapping her treat ball in a paper bag, wrapping it really tightly so that she has to kind of gut the bag to get to her food. And I've also wrapped up treats of hers in paper bag and she just loves tearing into it and I figure that cats who kind of have that drive would like the same version in tissue paper. They also make cat furniture that isn't just like cat stands, that sort of thing. There are collapsible tunnels, fabric tubes that you can um, get at the pet store for your cats. You can attach them so that you can have a really long tube. And our cats have loved that. They like to sleep in them. They like to run through them. You can make it so that it lies up your stairs, so that they go up the tunnel to go up the stairs. Another fun thing. You can make it wind from one room to another. And because they're collapsible, you can store them and bring them out, you know, a month later. And it's magic and new and everything. And they also make, like, pop-up cat tents. So even if you don't have a lot of room, you can have something like that. Also, just hanging a blanket over a chair is enough to entertain a cat. Raven likes it when we put a coat on a doorknob. She sits under it and lurks under there and then leaps out and plays plays by herself, jumps out at other cats in the house, jumps out and grabs toys and that sort of thing, kind of like a moray eel coming out of a coral reef. And then another thing, Uh, My parents, actually, when they built the house that they're in now, made sure that they got wide windowsills because they knew that their cats like to sit in the windowsills and look out the windows. So you can make sure that your cat has a window to look out of, you know, clear stuff off the windowsill, give them access to it. Uh, You can also buy like little ledges that go at a window, kind of hooks over the um, windowsill so that your cat can sit there and look out the window. I've also put a shelf from Ikea on the wall behind our couch so that there's some vertical interest for the cats because they, you know, they love looming over their environment and looking down on what's going on from a safe vantage point. Raven Mm -hmm. really likes that. And when we didn't have room or money to get a shelf for a wall or that sort of thing. I would just uh let the cats get into our closet and give them access to where they could climb up high and have little hidey holes in the dark. So it can even be as simple as that, you know, just mm. a new vantage point mm. sort of thing. And that leads me to the idea of bringing the outside in. So I really firmly believe that cats should be indoor cats. If they do go outside, I think they should only be out under supervision or in an enclosed area where they can't get out and nothing can get to them. One of the ways that I've worked around that for our cats is I built a screened in uh, window box for them. So they have this big window box that they can sit in when the weather's nice and watch everything that's going on in the backyard, watch the birds get sunshine, you know, that sort of thing. I think it's important for them to to have a porch or something like that that they can go on that's safe and secure. If you don't have a window box or even if you do to make it more interesting, put a bird feeder out. Cats love watching birds. So, that's a great way. They have bird feeders that you can actually attach to windows so that the birds come right up to the window and, you know, the cats love that bugs. That's a cheap way. We have friends who bring moths in for their cat. It's Farushki. Wow. Um, huh. And you know she has a wonderful time going after the the bugs. We don't actually have to bring moths into our house. They come in whenever <laughs> we open the back door in the summer, and our cats love it too. And Crow is an amazing uh, fly catcher. Despite his 25 pounds, I don't know how he does it. He is a master at catching flies huh. and has a great time doing it. Uh, scares the dog whenever that goes on. In fact, she has learned that if there is a fly in the house to take cover, she doesn't even have to see crow. She just knows that it thing. you're not safe. So she she gets nervous. Poor thing. And then the last thing. It's kind of small and maybe seems silly, but it's another way just to, you know, give them something to interact with that they normally wouldn't is bring things in from outside. So I've brought leaves in for them to sniff. I've brought snow in when it's snowed. If I've uh, found a feather on the ground, I've brought that in for the cats to check out. So just little things like that.
0: So this is an important and easy thing that you can do for Mm -hmm. your cat.
1: Yeah. So just think about what cats are interested in they're interested in toys and play they're interested in food and sleeping and lounging so that breaks down to toys their food and treats furniture and they're interested in the outdoors so in those different categories just switch things up make things different move things around that sort of thing and you're going to have a cat who has better behavior who's happier healthier and because you're interacting with your cat more i think that it really will improve the bond that you have with your animal good for everybody
0: thanks again for listening to the pet project podcast to be sure that you get each and every episode go to itunes and subscribe while you're there it only takes a few minutes to give us a rating and write a review and while you're at it tell a friend to check us out We'll be back next time with another installment of the Pet Project Podcast.